This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What is up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? I missed you last week, so it's good to be back with you all. It's good to be back with you, Tasha. And we have, I mean, a lot went down last night, but it was still pretty much a straightforward episode. Yeah. But I'm so excited for today. And you know why. Uh, well, yeah, because we're going to have <laughs> one of our favorites since night one on the podcast today. Um And I think he actually is a huge fan favorite as well. So I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are going to really be happy to hear from... Rick! Rick! We got Rick, the entree himself. (laughs) Slick Rick getting served (laughs) on a hot platter today. On a hot platter. I have been waiting to have Rick on. As as everyone who has listened to Bachelor Happy Hour knows, we just love him. Which is why I don't even want to get into a full-blown recap today because... I want to hear from him. There's so much that I feel like we want to ask him just about himself, not even like only his time on the show, but just more of who Rick is. So I think with that, should we just bring him on? I feel like we should just dive on into it. I I really just want to get him on because I want to see if he is sitting on an entree platter right now. That's really what I'm hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like he really gives it his all. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's just bring on Mr. Rick because I've been dying to talk to this man. We've already raved about you. I mean, you have been a (laughs) fan favorite. You've been our personal favorite since night one. Not everyone, I think, could pull off the entree look. And you, 10 out of 10, I would recommend. So we're just so excited to have you on. Welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. How have you been since all this craziness? (laughs) Thanks for having me. Uh, It's been nuts. It's an adjustment for sure. It's funny, like, uh, seeing it and that kind of thing. Um, It's good to be here, though. And uh, just uh, trying to... I made there's a lot of great memories ever made I would say on that show so like it's just kind of it's great to look back at it and just uh think about all the the good moments that uh and good memories and good friends I'll have uh that were created uh through this whole experience Mm -hmm. well 
you know, we'll take it back to the very beginning. But first, I want to say, I mean, we were very sad to see so you go. Sad. So sad. I mean, <laughs> I was there in person and I was sad. I you, might, know, you don't know this, but Caitlin and I hide behind and like, because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Truthfully. And so we were like hiding behind the wall. And the second we didn't hear him, like, <laughs> it's just it's, it's very emotional being there with you guys and um but your journey was absolutely incredible and we were so we were all the whole world has been so happy to like watch you go through everything so we're excited to talk mm-hmm. to you today mm-hmm. yeah uh it was fun uh and i appreciate the support honestly uh it's great to hear that mm-hmm. and um i wish we saw more of you and uh caitlin on the show uh, uh you know oh. uh, just to get to know y'all yeah, honestly uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, <laughs> there's plenty of things you can search. I'm sure there's enough <laughs> mess that we've made somewhere hey, else. Hey, Rick, but, I don't know if you know this, but Tasia actually has a whole season. If you oh, want to yeah, get to know things. her more. <laughs> but I figure you get, you get to know people better from the source and just looking up information outside, you know? Very yeah, true. Very exactly, true. Exactly. Exactly. Always holler. We can all be friends. Sounds good. Uh, one thing I want to take it back to because... And this is something that we've both said on the podcast, but also Michelle reiterated it. I think it was after your one-on-one date, just when we were able to see more of you uninterrupted time and really getting to know you on a deeper level. But she had mentioned that you were proof that this process actually works and that you were somebody who was definitely there for the right reasons, which it's not always the case. So take it back. How did you actually first get on the show? Oh, uh, it's, it's just, I get on the show. It was like a kind of a quick process. And like, uh, honestly, it was a little bit last minute, um, in regards to the interview process and, um, just meeting with different people, uh, and, and talking about kind of my journey to where I'm at now. And, uh, it just kind of felt like it was just kind of meant to be right timing, that kind of thing. Uh, and then knowing that Michelle was going to be a bachelorette, like, just the type of person Michelle is really drove me to want to be, uh, you know, be there with her. And mm-hmm. um, her personality is just infectious. And then the way she just brings about the best in everyone around her. Uh, I think that was just, you don't meet many people like that. And so that was an awesome experience, just being able to meet her and get to know her on a deeper level. And uh, just speaking with her, I mean, I don't know. It's hard not to have a good feeling around her when you're with her, no matter if you're you're saying anything or if you're just standing next to each other, just being silent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, did that. you apply to be on the show or were you nominated? Nominated. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I believe. Uh, in regards to like the producers reach out to me, I think family members kind of... Uh, because you live in california correct yes i live in los angeles and do you have a dog oh, you do i do do you want to see her yes please She's oh my right gosh here. yes wait well, you're so, from la i had no idea while you get her ready oh Hi. look at that sweetheart what's her name no no Oh, she's precious. She's got beautiful eyes. She's cute. But I'm asking you this because I feel like one of the producers, you know, because I'm we're still close with a lot of them. Tasha and I stay in contact with them almost daily. And one of them, um, I think it was during the casting process, has mentioned that there was somebody from California who had a dog, and she's like, "He's such a sweetheart. Like the world's (laughs) absolutely gonna love him." And now it's so funny that it's all clicking together because I. 98% 98% guarantee it was you. <laughs> uh, I love my daughter to death. Like her and I do everything. I like to go on hikes with her. I actually got her in Florida. Uh, I lived in Florida for a short period of time. I got her in Florida uh, from a shelter and uh, I've had her for the last five years. But yeah, uh, I live in Los Angeles, grew up in Ohio, but I've lived kind of uh, all over the place. I've lived mm-hmm. in Chicago, Memphis. I lived in Italy for about six or seven months. Dang. Uh, Stop. <laughs> yeah. That's Dang. a dream. Do you I've know had how to a make kind pasta? Of a crazy life. Uh, <laughs> I do like to make this chicken penne pasta with uh, Parmesan cheese and some asparagus in it. That's uh, a dish my dad you used t- to make. Did <laughs> you tell that to Michelle? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to buy you a little bit more time, sir. Well, I think yeah, it might have. <laughs> needless to say, I think Tasha and I are coming over for dinner this week. So, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm, uh, I'm open to guess. <laughs> this, this is a great segue to talk about. Uh, your entrance. Night one. On. Night yeah. one, since we're talking about food. What did you come up with that, the idea to come in as an entree? 
So I used to work in restaurants a lot for a decent part of my life. I would say at least seven or eight years, like uh, during college uh, and then kind of a few years after as well. Um, yeah. I knew she liked food. Uh, I like food too, but I was just trying to find a way to make an impression. I think on that first night, the biggest fear everyone has is going home that first night. And yeah. I wanted to make sure I tried to get some one one time. And so I felt like going all out, even if it didn't hit, that well with her she knew that i made that effort at least but mm -hmm. it worked out i got that one one time and i felt like if i had that one one time i'd be able to kind of let her know you know i really am here to try to see if i can find the person that's my person and mm -hmm. also see if i'm somebody else's person and so i did that in that conversation and it worked out well and i think from day one she knew that i was willing to make the effort but also i was here for the right reasons and i think that's one of the reasons i made it as far as I did is because she knew I was there for the right reasons, but we just weren't meant to be together. So at least yeah. she knew she had someone that definitely wanted to be there for the right reason and find out if we were meant to be. Mm -hmm. uh, well, okay. it was extremely creative and thoughtful. That's very entertaining. That I was like, yeah. I, I loved it. And she, when she screamed, <laughs> cool. like the yeah. second she opened it, it was hilarious. <laughs> what is it? It was so funny because we couldn't see. The next yeah. thing you know, your head was being stirred. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Right. How long did you have to stay in that I table know. table for? Um, it was probably around four and a half, almost five hours, probably. Was your body cramping up? I feel like if I was contorted into this like little ball under a table, I would have been cramping everywhere. Yeah, I uh, I was sore for a very long time after, I would say. <laughs> I was like, were you slightly regretting it? You're like, damn it, I really could have done something a little different to where like my body wasn't like. Yeah, no, it was, I, I don't think I knew what it. I signed up for exactly. Exactly. You were in it to win journey. it. Did anyone yeah. feed you drinks? Obviously, your hands are under your head. So like, I hope yeah. some of the guys at least were feeding you cocktails. That was actually the coolest thing is that a lot of the guys were like offering to like feed me some food that was on the table, but also like <laughs> feed me drinks. Uh, but it was That's like sweet. cool that the guys were actually like nice about it because they could have easily just joked the whole night. But a lot of the guys right. were like felt bad, which was I appreciate it. And, you know, it showed some of the character amongst the guys that uh, showed up for Michelle. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I have to say, hands down, one of my favorite entrances I have seen yet on any of the seasons by <laughs> far you. by far i appreciate it <laughs> um you okay. started off with the bang you did right? well and then you kind of kept it going because i want to yeah. get into some other major moments that we saw of you so you made a big move early on by telling the guys that jamie was the one who told michelle that some of the men were questioning her and her relationship with joe and you know whatever mm -hmm. had happened prior so what empowered you to be the one to reveal him as the source of all that drama? Yeah. So when she came downstairs to address the group about people questioning her character, I did want to say something then, but I wasn't in every conversation beforehand. So I didn't know necessarily if everyone had had some, or if anybody had had conversations like that, that were actually questioning her character. The conversations I was around for the most part throughout the house didn't question her character whatsoever. It was just mm -hmm. a curiosity type thing where right. people were just wondering if Joe and her knew each other beforehand. There was nothing more than that question that popped up. No one asked like follow-up questions to each other or anything like that. And so also when she came down, seeing that pain on her face really bugged me because someone was okay giving her certain information and then seeing her in that type of pain and in that type of moment where she was really questioning if she wanted to go on or if, if her person was actually there. And I felt for someone to speak on behalf of the whole group to her right. and then see her deal with that and just be okay with that. I just didn't feel like that was right. And so I, I did want to ask her like, you know, did you see everybody's face when you came down and you addressed the group? Because when I looked around, everyone was confused or just didn't see what, or what she was saying basically. Mm -hmm. And in the sense that people were questioning her character. And she's like, yeah, that was what was frustrating that I came downstairs to open up the, the floor for a discussion and no one responded, basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that was probably because the information was just not even close to being true. Because right. I told her I was in the house and I also asked her beforehand, like, you know mm -hmm. that you can, I would never come from a bad place. I'd always be honest with you. Truthful. Right. I think she knew that. I want to establish that first, just so that way she knew I wasn't trying to start power or anything like that. I just want her to know, like, 
the guys are here for you. Like they're not questioning your character whatsoever. If we were, we wouldn't be here in the first place. And so uh, that's the major thing was just seeing someone, seeing the pain that was on her face, but also the truth, not actually her not knowing the truth was really what was a motivator for me just to ask the question. And then once the question was raised and then she told me it's Jamie, I was shocked it was Jamie because uh, mm-hmm. Jamie was the type of person yeah. that owned everything he said beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like in, in conversations that were on camera and things like that, there was a lot of conversations I ever had that were difficult conversations where we were open up to each other, to the guys. And he was always owning, even if his opinion or his statement was different than what other people's were, he would own it and he'd back up why. And so when he didn't do that that night, when the information was uh, came about, that was really shocking to me. Um, but also made me question, you know, what else did he manipulate or what else did he right. say? You know? And so yeah. um, the group needed to know who had spoken on their behalf because I just don't think it's right to speak on someone else's behalf and not own up to it. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that's why I kind of raised the question, you know, to the guys about like, just what Jamie had said, but I also wanted to make sure with the guys, you know, like, Hey, I'm not someone here that's trying to start drama. We're all here for the same reason kind of thing, but this is the person that, you know, said this on, and it, it kind of took on a life of its own. I didn't want to be someone that started the drama, but I also wanted to get to the root of the problem. And it was Jamie. And you know, I don't think Jamie's a bad person, but I do think he, he was trying to get ahead almost. Uh, he had a rose on his chest tonight that he said that, uh, way said to Michelle, and uh, I just think he, he he did. I do believe Nate was right that he was a little bit threatened by Joe. He saw Joe as his biggest competition. So he, I think he thought if he had raised questions about Joe, everybody would be focused on Joe, uh, you know, about them knowing each other. So I think actually he was trying to get the pot stirred so that way everyone focused on Joe. And then being that early in the game, I think if everyone was focused on Joe, Michelle might have questioned um, their relationship that early because that's all the drama was by Joe kind of thing. So I think that's what he was trying to do. Um, But I just, I, I think also we saw the conversation that uh, he had with a producer basically saying that, you know, this isn't Mm -hmm. even close, you know, this is, I got this kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So I think that just adds to that idea in my mind that he was really trying to get his only competition out. He thought that was competition to him. Which is so crazy. I had so many questions and you just answered everything. Yeah. Number one. Okay. Good. Well, <laughs> I feel like Beck and I have so much to say. So I don't, I'm going to let you go. No, I'm going to go. I don't know what to I, say. Well, it's so interesting that you say that because obviously you were living in it with all the men. So you, right. you could see the conversations and how everything was formed. I think for us as viewers, yeah. we mainly saw the confrontation with Jamie and his side of things. But Joe, from our point of view, like really wasn't brought into it that much, which is so interesting that you say, I think, you know, he, Jamie saw Joe maybe as a threat, his major competition. He wanted to eliminate that, but then like it all backfired on him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to like being honest and be true to who you are. Like that's, what's going to make it far in this, especially when you're trying to find your person Mm -hmm. and when you're not true to yourself and you're not true to other people and you're almost trying to manipulate the game in a sense, I think it's going to always come back to you, whether it comes back to you right away or if it comes back to you later on. Mm -hmm. I think that even if I didn't address it, I think it would have been addressed later. Mm -hmm. Um, But that whole week we were talking about turning on, turning to the next page uh, after that, that rose ceremony where that was brought to everyone's attention. And I told Michelle, I think the only way to kind of turn to the next page is to make sure that everyone knows the truth. Mm -hmm. What you just said is so true. And it's something that everyone who has been on the show, I think can attest to. You can't play the game and expect Mm -hmm. to get very far. It never works in anyone's favor. And like for anyone wanting to come on the show in the future, like listen to what Rick just said and know that like you have to stay true to yourself. You can't manipulate things because it works out for no one when that happens. Stay in your own lane. It only bites you in the ass. Mm -hmm. Like truthfully. And also, if that's your character then you ain't there like to really find right. love. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're worried about everybody else, you should be confident in what you, what you have and like be worried about your relationship and not all the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Amen. Was it wild to watch it back? Cause obviously being um, one of the guys in the group, you guys have your conversations, but is it wild to watch back and then hear these conversations that Jamie was having, but then also watching the conversation he had with Michelle um, talking about like how he was like, you know, walking into all these conversations throughout the day right, and hearing that right. people were chirping about it. And you, does it make more sense now why she was kind of like 
feeling so questioned and why her character was like, well, she was so hurt. Truthfully, does it make more sense to you now? It makes uh, plenty of sense that why she thought her character uh, was being questioned. I think mm-hmm. uh, with some of the conversations that Jamie had with the other guys and then, um, and then going to her and saying what he said, like, yeah. One, I like, why would you need to know if, if Joe and her knew each other anyways, like all the other Why's guys when he had, yeah, exactly. Like for him to say, like, like in his interview, I saw like, he was saying like, I need to know this. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm going to ask her about it. But then instead of asking, like, it, I think if he went about it and just said like, Hey, I just want to know this. Like, you know, a lot of the guys are curious. And if you put in a sense that like, did you guys, you know, have a, do you guys know each other in Minneapolis? What's the before? History? Like, yeah, exactly. Like just, if he went about it in a curious way with that rose on his chest too, like I think nothing would have like progressed from that. Like he would have gotten an answer. Michelle's an upfront person. She's going to be honest about it. Right. And I think it would have been squashed right then and there. But I think that's where that motive came from, from Jamie that, you know, he wanted to eliminate his competition. That's why he phrased it in the way he did. But the weird thing I thought was too, that he had brought in that he had a friend that is a PI that went into a bar with two <laughs> girls and then you know they saw her with a light-skinned baller like first off pis from what i know usually work alone and they don't go into <laughs> places <laughs> who also is just has a pi on hand i'm yeah. like, well, like he, he's well networked person so i wouldn't be surprised like if he knows actual pi but like for a pi randomly to be in minneapolis with two girls going out or whatever like from what i know most private investigators they don't have too many friends. They like to hang by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, and then two, they have such a descriptive story to come up with, to like talk with uh, uh, Michelle about, to try to get that to come up. I almost feel like he created that whole story mm-hmm. just to make it sound more detailed. Legit. Because liars usually, like people in my experience, liars mm-hmm. usually have more detailed stories because they think it, it authenticates the story that much more. And mm-hmm. so it, I just thought that was so weird that that whole story he created just to figure out if Joe and her knew each other. Which is very bizarre. Also, well, it's such a descriptive description of the guy. Light skin right. baller. Like, how would the how PI know, know he's, he's a, a baller? Bi- basketballer. I was just going to say. Or like, like just like, okay, light skin. Okay. But like, he's also, trying to we have a Joe. whole conversation with that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. The whole baller aspect. What was he having a basketball in his hand and basketball shoes in a freaking jersey? Like, how did you know he was <laughs> like, a baller? What? Yeah, like, are you Going, kidding? Just, Looking at Nate, you would think he's a baller because he's six foot eight, but he couldn't yeah, make a layup. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rick so much. I'm so okay. spilling the I tea in the in the most classy <laughs> way. It's so true. It's Nate's so a good guy, but like, it was oh funny, my you know? god. That was so funny, but you're right. You're right. Maybe if it was like all like seven foot men, okay, you would kind of assume they're probably like, yeah. I mean, not saying that Joe doesn't look like a baller, but you know what I'm saying. It's just yes. it's, that's such a weird description. Um, yeah. And you're totally right. Why didn't he just say like, hey, by the way, like, did you know Joe at all? Because I was talking to Joe last week on the episode, and he said some of the guys just straight up asked me because we were both in Minneapolis, yeah. like, hey, do you and Michelle know each other? And he was like no like we've never met before and he said the guys are just like oh okay and it's kind of like dropped yep. it and mm-hmm. left it so that's why he was like i'm just confused because nobody really seemed to make an issue out of it after they right. asked me and people were right. perfectly fine asking me so mm-hmm. i think you're totally spot on with the whole jamie was threatened and kind of wanted to start a fire somewhere but honey yeah he accidentally put some gasoline on his own shoes and uh, lit himself up <laughs> dropped yeah. the match which honestly like was beneficial to the rest of the guys because he had a good connection with Michelle. You could tell there was like definitely like so you know, an attraction there, like mm-hmm. both I think mentally and physically. And so like for, and especially he got the first one one. Obviously it went well. Um I was sad for Michelle because I felt like she had a good connection with him. And he mm-hmm. kind of eliminated the opportunity between them two to like have that flourish. And like at the end of the day, like once I went home. All I wanted for Michelle, like she, she's the type of person that's like such a good heart person and wants the best. Like you just want the best for her. And like, right. I want the best for her. I want her to find something that works. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Jamie and her had a connection and it was a shame for like him to blow it up. But obviously it was better for the rest of us. Gave us all the rest of us a better opportunity to get to know her and, and, and see where our relationships go. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
I want to ask you one more question, and I want to move away from Jamie because yeah. we want to get to know you because we love you. Yeah, we have so much more but, to talk to you about but, than good. Jamie. But the only, go ahead. The only last question I have in regards to the whole Jamie situation is, you know, obviously we saw Michelle just right then and there kind of cut ties, sent him home. But since then, has he... I know that there's a group chat with all the men. Like, I know that y'all chat all the time. Has he apologized to anyone for how his actions took away from time spent with Michelle and for kind of ruining Look, a lot Rick's of... Rick's already smirking. He's already like, smirking. Like, has he oh, at Lord. any point expressed any sort of apology or emotion in regards to that situation? Let me ask you this. Do you think he did? I'm going to say... <laughs> no! Hell no! But I'm sorry, I, what I, be laughing. What I do see happening is now, very shortly, Mental All will come up and he will do this whole big public apology for everybody to see on display. I don't think he has said anything to anyone directly apologizing for that. Well, I don't think he's going to apologize. Um, At all? I, th- I think he thinks he did no wrong. And I think he knows that people... Know that we we film so much content and obviously it has to spend two hours. So he know he's I think gonna allude to that and having certain parts be cut out. I think he thinks that he can convince people that you know that he did no wrong. He mm-hmm. he thinks he can talk his way out of anything. And he showed that when he got called out because he wouldn't answer anybody's question. And that was my mm-hmm. biggest issue with him. I was like, mm-hmm. up to this point, you would ask you would answer anybody's question no matter if you thought you your answer was going to be appealing or not, you know, to the, who you're speaking to. But then he went answer any question. So I was like, all right, yeah. so you know you're in trouble then, you know? Mm-hmm. I just think, right. I think he's a, he's a very smart guy. And I, but I think he needs, I think he needs to be honest at some point in time with himself. You know, I, I think he needs to take responsibility. Like, hey, like I did this. And yes, I might manipulate some information of how I portrayed it to her. But I also think, like, you got to be honest about your reasoning. Because, like, I don't think you were just trying to figure out if they had a relationship. I think you were trying to plant a seed. I think you were trying to, mm-hmm. you know, eliminate your competition. Um, I think he, it got started when he didn't get the group date rose. He was like, okay, maybe I don't have this in the bag in his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, you know, I think he wanted, I mean, he runs his own company. So he wants to be in control of things, I think. He wants to, you know know everything that's going on that kind of thing and once you're putting a completely different dynamic you start to freak out inside your head i think and i think that's what happened with him um i don't think he's a bad guy i don't because like a bad guy i don't think would have opened up about some of his family stuff but i think i think he he made a bad decision and um i don't think he's gonna apologize is basically the final answer to what you asked originally but i don't think he's gonna apologize and i don't think he feels like he owes anybody an apology. Um, he just owns what he did, like, and he thinks he did no wrong. And I think, I think he thinks he's he's a victim. Mm-hmm. Narcissist. Okay, moving on. It's just, <laughs> it's just sad because hurt people. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it's kind of cliche, but hurt people hurt people. But like, he's yeah. just like gone through things in life, and I feel like maybe he's trying to protect himself and really trying to give himself like that upper hand, but you don't do that by bringing other people down. You know what I mean? So that's kind of you to say like, he's not a bad person because essentially I don't think he's a bad person. I just think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad decision in a bad moment for him. Yeah. You know, sometimes this stuff brings out the worst in you, honestly. Yeah. Well, we saw that with other people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, the environment it's, it's tough to live in to begin with. It's not, normal by any means and and it really brings out a lot of different emotions and it's just yeah i think it'll be interesting to see him at mental to see how he handles everything because it's like you can only talk in circles for so long we all saw how it played out on the screen um i would just hope that like as a viewer he did take away from a lot of all of your time with Michelle and just Michelle's overall state of emotion, like the level that she was at. And that was the unfortunate thing where I would hope that he yeah. could step outside and be like, maybe he didn't think he did anything wrong, but it's right. An apology is not going to hurt no. by any means. Um, let's well, fingers in- crossed for men tell all. Yeah. Right, you know I mean? right, It'll be interesting. Right. Let's get into you, you know, Rick. Let's yeah, let's talk about you. Cause yes, some people don't have, didn't have like the best run on the show, but honey, you had a one-on-one with Michelle yeah. and 
I think it was just so beautiful to watch. And I would love to know, let's just talk all about it. What was your favorite part about the day portion of your guys' date? Which I feel was like so fun and lighthearted and you both needed it. Yeah, I think just being outside with her and just, I think what I loved about the day was how simple it was. We didn't need anything extra. We didn't need anything crazy during the day portion, like, you know, to have a good time with each other. I think it was as close Mm -hmm. as we could get to like real life outside of that bubble or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. giving us an idea of what day to, you know, with each other would be like. And I think we got to know each other for who we are, not just like who we look like we are, you know, just the, the top um, top level, the surface level, uh, kind of of what makes us us. And yeah. I loved it. Like we can enjoy the small moments with each other. And that's what I want in, in my person is like, I want to enjoy those small moments. The small moments are more important to me than, uh, the fancy moments or the big moments, you know? And I, I think like, it's just the small talk to be able to joke around with each other, the, uh, the ability just to enjoy hiking together. And mm-hmm. oh, I want those kind of things. I want to just enjoy the simple things in life with my person. And um I love that about it. Uh just being with each other outside in nature. It was a this is yeah, it's a memory I'll have for the rest of my life for sure. I personally I love like simple dates like that as mm-hmm. opposed to like the big grand ones because like again you really get to know the person for the person as opposed to the activity. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's one thing that I took away even for like my season. Like it was just so you had real conversations then. So I agree with you, like a simple laid back date. You actually can see if it works in a day to day life as opposed to let's yeah. go skydive. Well, I kind of blacked out <laughs> 35 minutes of that thing. You know what I mean? You Ooh, know, like the adrenaline yeah. of that. Right. But I don't know. I, I really love the simple dates. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I've said this before. It, it was such a good combination of fun lightheartedness mixed mm-hmm. with those you you did get into some heavy conversations yeah. and yeah. one of the i think what maybe was the catalyst for really getting into everything that night between the two of you was you guys made a wish that you would yeah. find love through having hard conversations uh how hard was it for you to open up with Michelle and you know the rest of the world now as you found out uh, you know cuz millions of people are watching to have yeah those hard conversations with each other and also, you know, like while it's all being filmed. Yeah. Um, it's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be honest. I've never opened up that much to someone. I think so quickly, obviously it's a different experience, that kind of thing, but I've never opened up about some of those things I spoke about ever with a, a significant other. Um, about Michelle is uh, I think uh, we all talked about is when no matter how nervous you are before you sit down with her um, you you just you're you feel completely at ease once you sit down and she just makes it easy to talk with her because she listens so well she doesn't listen just to respond she listens to understand and that's uh, it's a big thing and it's it's not a skill that everyone knows I think or has learned and um talk with her about my family and stuff like that. Like the goal for me is I wanted to be completely transparent with her and open up completely to give us the best opportunity to see if it is meant to be between us. And, um, I wonder to know like that I come back, I come from a, like a different background, different family background than she does. She, her parents are still together, which is amazing. I think it's right. been 33 years or something mm-hmm. like that. She said, yeah. um, and my family or my parents were together for 23 years before they split up. But, um, it's it I just want I'm a person that tries to learn both from my good experiences and my bad experiences I think that's another thing I was trying to express to her is like even though my parents don't work out I want to make every sacrifice possible for the person I'm going to be with and to make it work you know to the good times and the bad and um but I also want her to know that I can be completely transparent with her like that was not something easy for me to talk about as you can tell by my sudden whispering, all of a sudden, I was trying to get the words out, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, just, I had a hard time finding the breath to like get some of that stuff out, but at least it was still uh, audio <laughs> loud enough to, for people to hear. But um, yeah, like, I think you could tell I'm having a hard time ex- expressing those things. And, but again, I needed to be completely honest because if we're going to have a chance at making it, I, she needs to know everything. And mm-hmm. that's how I thought about it. And I'm glad I said it 
um, out loud because I don't think I've said some of those things even out loud before. And it helps me to hear it and be like, that's what I actually think. That's what I actually believe. And, um, but yeah, the, I think the best thing about it is having had as many people reach out to me after they saw that, um, and just share similar experiences and things like that. And I've tried to reach out or respond to most of them as much as I can. And, uh, just be like, you know, I'm just happy that I showed that talking with about it, about that kind of stuff, I think really helps. Um, I think you're like, for me, it helps me get through it and just, I think move on to the next steps in my life, uh, getting out there, but also for other people too, like having other people that you can communicate that with, like you just got to get out there. And even if that person doesn't receive it well, at least you got it off your chest and you said it out loud because that helps you even deal with it just yourself just by saying it out loud, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important to say too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like watching it back, I was going to ask you like, how did that feel actually relieving that from yourself? Because you said you have said things that you haven't even like shared with other people before. It's, it's that's one thing about this entire journey and experience that really impacts you personally, like how freeing it could actually be and how much you actually grow as a person by feeling all those things. And when you're able to be vulnerable like that, not only does it help you inside, but it helps that relationship. And you want to be able to feel like you gave it your all. And like, you actually gave it a shot. And I thought that was just, it was really hard to watch, but that's so beautiful at the same time. And I'm so sorry for everything, you know, Uh, but that was, that was amazing. And you're a great guy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think like what you said, uh, the thing I feel most is like it's freeing. Um, one, it frees yourself from kind of those, those thoughts and those mm-hmm. things that have been stuck in your head for so long. But also I think um, it's freeing in regards to the relationship. Uh, yeah. Once you get that out there, it gives you a step or the opportunity to make that next step or take that next step forward with each other, I think. And um, just allowing each other to know each other on a deeper level. Uh, and so it's freeing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of go off topic a bit and get a little bit heavy, but I feel like this can be very beneficial to a lot of listeners So you got into your history with your family and the death of your father and kind of that Mm -hmm. guilt that you felt. And I know just from experience as well, from losing a parent, um, sometimes grief and death and really hard, difficult situations in life help bond people. And I've experienced Mm -hmm. that firsthand since my time on The Bachelorette and sharing about the death with my father. But I think our listeners would like to hear from you. Like, what is some advice that you could give listeners who have gone through a death of a parent or something similar or people who are struggling with the guilt over losing a parent? You know, because I can relate much to that, too. Um, What is some advice that you would be able to give to them? Because I know, you know, I'm sure you've witnessed it firsthand and DMs and people reaching out to you. But I think it can just spread so much farther than that. So what is anything that you would be able to offer to our listeners? Yeah. uh, When my dad passed a few years ago. Um, I had a hard time going out, doing anything besides yeah. work and like being in my room, I think, and just mm-hmm. hanging with my dog. But I would say that's probably not the right approach. I would say um, making sure that you have your support group, your people around you, um, and that you're having conversations. It doesn't have to be about the person that you lost or that kind of thing. But I think just continue that communication with people because that's going to help you kind of take those next steps to moving on. Um, and you shouldn't feel guilty about moving on. You can always keep that person in your mind. I think stuff like that. I think at first, I, anytime I tried to move on and things like that, I felt some type of guilt uh, because mm-hmm. I always want to remember the people that helped me uh, become who I am. And mm-hmm. um, so I think your support group and the people that you care about, have those people around you, have conversations with them. It's not going to be easy to have conversations, but you got to go out of your way to have those conversations. I also think like, I'm someone that likes to type out my thoughts. So like I have a word doc that I'll write about what I'm thinking, that kind of stuff. But it's good to get that off your head instead of just leaving it in your head. Um, it allows you to reflect on your thoughts and reflect if they're positive, negative, or where you're going. If it keeps going in a negative direction, that's when you need to like talk to other people too. But I think reflection is a very powerful tool. You can reflect on the person's life that you lost, but also I think just on your thoughts of that person and and how you can move on what you need to do and things like that but support group and and, and just finding ways to get uh, those thoughts out of your head and express them in some way or form i think is a really uh, powerful tool 
Mm-hmm. I just thank you so much for sharing this. I know it's going to mean a lot to a lot of our listeners and people, like I said, people going through similar things and playing off of what Tasha just said a few seconds ago, like I, it has to be so hard for you to have opened up in the way that you did, but it was also such a beautiful thing and it had to have been such a difficult thing. Um, And so thank you for that, because I know it's going to help so many people feel like they're not alone. You know, Bachelor Nation, we have some really strong fans out there who all go through different things. And to have them, you know, maybe be able to relate in some way or to see different hardships and feel like, you know, oh, I felt this way at some point in time and I felt alone or I felt like my grief would, you know, would consume me, whatever it might be. So thank you so much. And that's why when we raved about you a couple of weeks ago, you know, we we wanted to get you on, but I'm so glad that that's why we have you on right now because it's just, it's special. And of course, you know, the show is supposed to be fun and lighthearted half the yeah. time, but it's moments like this where we see like the real human and that we're yeah. all, you know, we can all relate in some way. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. No, of course. Um, we're just all say, like, so much more relatable than people think. You know, yes. we all can learn and benefit 100%. from people. And it takes uh, just an act of courage just to speak out that really can bind us all together. What yeah. were you going to say? I, uh, I was just going to say, I think the, the most powerful or the like, most rewarding thing in, in my life that I've ever experienced is like when I've been able to help other people. And I think like yeah. that this was, I didn't think of it like that when I was expressing myself, but mm-hmm. the fact right. that it has helped people or if it is going to help people, like I'm just thankful that it's going to do that. And it's, yeah. it, it it helps me feel better about that whole thing because, mm-hmm. you know, I think in my life, like, I think that's the main goal is like help as many people as possible or just like ha- help them be happier, you know, help people achieve success. I think that should be a goal that people should try to achieve once in their life because I think they'll realize how much, uh, how rewarding it is and that feeling that you get. So mm-hmm. if people can find that, uh, I think it makes your life that much more worthwhile. Oh, I'm such a Rick fan. I You're making me tear like, up right now. What are you doing? <laughs> we can talk for hours. And again, I was just going to say also the fact that you're a man talking about this stuff too and like being vulnerable about it. That's like huge, you know? Thank um, you. Rick, I don't cry and you're making me tear up for the second <laughs> time on this podcast. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. I just, listen, I... Rick for Bachelor at some point in time or come on Bachelor Live on stage with me so we can find you a nice woman because you deserve it. Like you're, uh, there's just, you're so mature. You obviously have this fun, quirky, lighthearted side to you that we saw night one, but it's just like, you're just like, you, and I don't know how, how old are you actually? Oh my God, I was just going to say the same thing. How old? 32. 32. Okay. 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 I mean, great just, age. Great age. Such a good head on your shoulders. So, I mean, hey, Rick, if you're single in a little bit, we're going to set you up with some nice woman. Um, I have a lot of single friends, wonderful <laughs> women back in They're Minnesota. Insane. If you ever want to meet them, I'm sure uh, you're probably not at a loss for media women these days. Should we just get into the game? Because I feel like we got really just heavy we there got, for a we second know you we, yes yes but let's you know let's pick it back up to end with a bang because uh this has been so wonderful to have you on but mm-hmm. we love to play our games with all of our guests but before that we have one question that we ask everyone who joins the podcast and that is overall your entire time yes. on the season what was your rose and what was your thorn so like as an experience, you think? Or yeah, like a highlight and a low light, your your favorite moment, and then, you know, a moment that you could have maybe lived without. Uh I think when uh Michelle and I were dancing uh in front of Andy Grammar um to one of the songs, like that was where like time just stopped, you know. Uh, and you don't get many of those moments in life. And that was definitely my rose for sure. Uh, I'll remember that moment. Yeah. That, that whole day, honestly, uh, probably the best day I've ever been on my life. So <laughs> definitely gonna remember that for the rest of my life. But, um, Thorn, I would say, um, I think like, so the one thing that I think viewers don't see enough is how close some of the guys get. And I think mm-hmm. like losing some of the guys. So Spencer was my roommate, uh, in um when we're in california and then um so spencer like even like spencer daniel like leroy and casey and a handful of other guys like seeing some of these guys leave like 
you don't see them for however long afterwards. And I mm-hmm. think that's my thorn is like, as much as we're there for Michelle, you still build friendships and like those kind of things. So I think like seeing those people, like, I think my, the biggest hurt that you can have in life, it like for me, it has been seeing people you care about goes through like yeah. pain and suffering that you can't help them with, you know? And that was like someone with my dad, but like, that's how I felt when the guys left because they were sad they were leaving and mm-hmm. you can't do anything like you're powerless. So I think the thorn is like just seeing people like that care about Michelle going home and can't do anything to help them. I think like losing some of your friends at the same time that, you know, your ultimate goal is like being with Michelle and that kind of thing. But like losing some of the guys, that's the thorn. I think like losing guys as you go, cause you're happy you're moving on, but you also see your friends go like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a bittersweet almost. In some ways, <laughs> leave it to Rick to have his thorn be something so beautiful and positive for somebody else. I love that. I love that so much. Um, oh my gosh, Rick, this has been such a blast. Before we let you go, we're going to get into this game. So, Tasha, you want to explain it? Yes. Okay. So, we are going to play a little game where we're going to give you a most likely two, and you'll finish a sentence with the name of someone in your guys' group of guys, Michelle's group of guys. So, and it's going to be rapid fire. Oh, can't boy. think too much. <laughs> just gotta go with it, it's fun. Okay? It's fun. Don't worry. <laughs> and y'all have not thrown each other under the bus. So don't try to act like, you know. Yeah, I know, right? Let's just do it. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. So most likely to get the party started. Nate. Okay. Okay. Most likely to start drama. Uh, Jamie. <laughs> most yes. likely to get the guys laughing. Uh, Rodney. <laughs> he's been most guys say Rodney for that one Rodney's just like probably the best human on earth honestly yeah. just give him, give him the award now we're also <laughs> we're huge Rodney fans over here on happy hour too I like this next one who is most likely to leave their wallet at home Spencer next um, most likely to start a dance party Leroy Mm. he's gotten that one too a couple times i heard he's a really incredible dancer so i want to see some moves from leroy he has moves he was doing rick and morty a lot (laughs) (laughs) who is most likely to cheat to win a group date cheat to win a group date yeah oh wow uh cheat to run a group date uh i don't know why i'm thinking this but olu maybe Oh, oh, okay. Maybe he's competitive. <laughs> he, maybe he did take off his shirt during the wrestling no, day, which you know gave what? him an edge. No, it, no, it, it would be Peter for sure. I don't know why I didn't think that it'd be Peter. Peter, Sorry. it'd be Peter. I mean, we saw what happened with uh, uh, yeah, the chairs. You know, mm-hmm. musical yeah, chairs. Um, yeah, so we and the someone else almost lost. Someone else almost lost hands playing musical chairs, which is a first for me. <laughs> Very intense. Yeah. Okay. Most likely to steal Michelle first at a cocktail party. Jamie as well, probably. Mm. Okay. Most likely to skinny dip in the pool. Martin, maybe? Question. Oh, okay. That's good. Most likely to go to bed first. Me? <laughs> oh, it was you. Everyone says Joe usually. Even Joe said himself. Oh, yeah. So Joe Sorry. takes a lot of naps. And stuff like that. But I should have thought about that. But like, I love sleep. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind going to bed early. I love to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Hey, if I haven't yeah. heard a more relatable quote, I don't know what would be it. Literally. Uh, most likely to never milk a cow again. Oh, please me. Please me. <laughs> I hope not. Like my grandfather, I grew up with cow farms, but it was more for like meat. Uh, it wasn't for like milking cows, but mm-hmm. yeah, after seeing like all of us going through uh, milking the cows and then seeing the guy just do like, I'm not like he killed all of us in regards to how he did it, but I just don't want to milk a cow again. Cause then like you also have to worry about getting shit Kick. on yeah. and like, that's not great. You know? So I hope to God it's me. <laughs> Is it so funny? Is it weird that I want? I have to admit this. I have never milked a cow, and I oddly really want to. Why? I just. I'm sorry. After watching Rodney do, I couldn't. I could not. I mean, she was hilarious (laughs) while making a cow, but I just. I have no desire. I just. It's always something that's been on my bucket list that I've never done, and I feel like it's very easy to make happen, and I just have not done it. 
I mean, okay. <laughs> well, we'll tell Thomas to plan a date night in Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'll text but him I think <laughs> I think I just want to try the milk, like the fresh milk. I'm not even. I don't even like milk. I just want to like you know the fruits of the labor. No. Okay. Last no. last question. Tasia, no. take no. it away. Okay. Cut me off. Change the subject on the milk. Okay. <laughs> Most likely to be a groomsman in your wedding. Let's go with uh, Leroy Spencer, Casey, Daniel. You got a full bridal party right there. I think uh, Jamari probably too, and Will maybe, uh, and Brandon. We'll we'll put like a large list. That is that is a big bridal party. I like it, but yeah. I like that you're so close with all of them. Yeah, I actually really love the guys, uh, uh, and so like when I left the show, like before I left, obviously telling Michelle, like that's why Toronto said like one of these guys is definitely gonna make you happy because mm-hmm. and. Yeah, the guys are a good group of guys and I think it shows uh, it applauds kind of the person that Michelle is because she had a bunch of great guys there and mm-hmm. so but uh, yeah actually like the guys are great um, yeah so I, can't, I don't think I could limit to this one I love that you said that that that's something that to this day I still like I would tell anyone who wants to apply and go on the show like do it because mm-hmm. you will make some incredible lasting friendships and you know unfortunately as you said they're not always shown and no one right. will ever be able to understand like the gravity of just like how close so quickly you get but it's very special so i love that you're so close with all of them um you know i know i i mentioned mental all is coming up so i'm sure we'll see you very soon there and i just can't wait to see more of you but huge thank you for being here today because i know you know we're taking time out of your day but just to have been able to share your story a bit more and give advice and you know give us some behind the scenes is what we all want as as listeners to this podcast so thank you rick we hope to see you very soon you too. And I appreciate you all. All right. Take care. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed with Rick even more now. He is just, he just seems like such a good dude with such a big heart. So I know I said it. Rick for Bachelor one day. If nothing else, we just have to find him a great partner in life. Uh, he just, he's incredible so huge thank you to rick and an even bigger thank you to all of our bachelor happy hour listeners thank you for being here with us again today and please make sure to hit us up on social if you don't already do that you can find us at bachelor happy hour on instagram at batch nation on tiktok and twitter and then bachelor nation on facebook and as always please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast you can do so on spotify apple podcasts the wonder app or wherever you were listening to us right now have a good week everyone So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.